guys, it's time for another episode of Gays in the Wild. What's up, guys? It's another week, which means another episode of Gays in the Wild. Of course, um, I couldn't keep going through all these topics without diving into the person who kind of like casted me and got me involved in everything I got involved in. So this episode, I want to dive into gays and casting. So I'm inviting on my gay casting director. I don't even know if you're a director. Um, Mike Rose, what's up? <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm not a director, but I like that title. It's much higher than my title, so we can keep that. <laughs> what is your title? I'm a casting associate producer. But like, you do you- not pr- produce me what you did not produce me everybody is like called a producer Mm. but yeah there's like different there's many different levels of casting so there's recruiters who you didn't deal with who are the low like are the ones who just find people associate producers who find people and will like produce them and present them and then get them prepared to like do a audition then the people who do the audition the producer and then the casting directors and then the producers. So like you were seen by like a thousand people that you probably don't even know exist. Listen, I was on so many Zoom calls with you. I don't know where the fuck I was. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, let me, let's just- I like that though. I'm the one who like discovered Jeff Perla. I like that, which I don't think is true, but yeah. Well, well let's, let's start, let's start with this. Yeah. Who are you? Like, where are you from? Like, tell everybody a little about like how you're like, a casting producer, give everyone a little spiel. Yeah. So my name is Mike Rose. I live in LA from New York, came out here for college and got into casting. Um, So I cast unscripted TV shows. Unscripted means basically reality TV, but anything from a docu-series to a dating show, to a singing show, to like any TV show that is not scripted, it's not sports and not news, that's unscripted TV. so I got into that from interning. I interned on The Real World. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, that was my favorite show growing up. Yeah. That's why I like unscripted TV. Because when people talk about it and people are like, oh, I don't watch reality TV. You're like, it's my guilty pleasure. It's like, well, you did. You grew up watching American Idol. Or you did yeah. this. Your dad watches Deadliest Catch. Like, <laughs> or you still watch Survivor. Like, whoever you are, you watch unscripted TV. Like, whether you know it or not. But real world is what I love because this is kind of how I got my internship is I, um, one of my parents were like, you know, we used to like put you to bed and then watch the real world when you were like a baby. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what I went into my interview for the internship. And then I talked about all the stuff they did. Like real world is one of the first times an out gay person was on TV, not as like a character, but just as themselves. And then um, I'm talking about like being HIV positive as well, which was not a thing that people saw on TV. So i like, it was like season two of The Real World. Interesting. I never knew that either. Yeah. So that's what I like is unscripted can kind of give you people's real stories. I think have this cool impact that if it's on a scripted show, it's written. So I don't think it has the same impact sometimes. It certainly can, but it's just a different thing. So that's why I liked unscripted stuff. Um, I mean, and you've been doing it for how many years now? Not that long. Well, that makes me sound old. Um, Since 2016. So when I graduated college, my first job was on the real world. So my first job in the real world was working for the real world. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for there, about like six months later, I got fully into it. And I've been doing casting shows ever since. Um, My ones people might actually, people would know, or hopefully would know, it would be Love Island. I did Love Island USA, season one and two. Um, which is now streaming on Netflix. I did Are You the One? I did the queer season of Are You the One, which is our bisexual, sexually fluid season, uh, which you auditioned for, kind of. <laughs> I was like, we can hold that conversation. <laughs> I but like, that's also, I was like, I want to find a show for you, but it's not going to be this. But that's my favorite show that I've, I've ever done. Or Yours and that were my favorite too. And that one was great because we won the GLAAD award. So it was nice to see that. And we beat RuPaul for the GLAAD Award for unscripted show um, or for reality program. And then I did the last season of Are You The One, which is on Paramount Plus. 
which you all should stream because I don't think many people are. <laughs> and Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, the last season of Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. And then a bunch of other shows in the middle, a singing show called The Four, which I'm sure none of you have watched, but you've seen the meme. I Jake. actually saw that. Uh, yes, I did. That, that was like one of my first shows. I've done random game shows um, and shows that have never seen the light of day. And I just did a show that will be on. Can I say that? Yeah, fuck it. Recently, I've cast a new show for Netflix that will hopefully come out. But the thing is, I don't know if shows are going to happen or not. That's not your job. No. So like with your show, and so people are like, will there be a season two of the one that got away? I'm like, you need to check deadline because deadline will know when those things happen. I don't have that information. But let's let's start here because I feel like for people who are listening and like don't know what's happening. just yeah. in general, like I think like the number one question I get asked is like, how did you get on TV? And if somebody wants to get on TV, like where do you even start? So like- we're not talking like, hey, I am an actor. I want to be on like the new season of Outer Banks. We're talking, you want to find love. You want to like, you know, maybe go on Survivor. You want to be on Big Brother. Like this is the type of TV we're referring to. So if reality TV is for you and you would like to get on TV, Mike Rose, what do you do? You Venmo me $5,000. <laughs> Mike, you're not supposed no. to tell people what I did. <laughs> no, no. So the best way is one, find the show that you actually like want to do and that you like. It shouldn't just be, I want to do TV to be do TV. There should be a reason why this, why you want to do this. Why now and why this show? And it should like fit you. Like if you're trying to be on Love Island, but then your Instagram is private and you have like, you never like wear a bathing suit in public. Like that's not the show for you. Like same thing with other, like if you're on a dating show and you're gay and you're not fully out to people, like that's something to consider too. Like, are you the one? Like I literally have like <laughs> a lot of people like come at, go tell me they're coming out stories or come out to me on the phone or like tell me they're, I'm like, you know, like your parents have TV. They're going to like see this. So we need to figure out, you're not going to put somebody in a situation. So it has to be right for you. I would say have a public Instagram. You don't need to have a lot of followers. Like Jeff, you have like a following, but like other people, like you don't really need a lot of followers, but I would say be active and show the stuff that you want to show that would make sense like for you. So basically showcase a side of your personality that you think yeah. would take towards the show. Also, if you want to do this and you also do acting and stuff on the side, it's not beneficial for you to like scream, I'm an actor, I'm an actor and have like monologues out there that actually hurts you a lot because for shows, if somebody's main gig is acting, like people think, okay, they're faking it on the show. So we don't really want, we want something more well-rounded, whatever your job is. Like barista is great. Firefighter is great. Like doesn't matter what your job is, just something. Also, I don't remember feel like when people were asking me what my job was. I was like, I yeah. don't know what you want me to say. Like, I just sat well, there. Well, you have multiple things too. Also, if we can have multiple things, like you hosted drag brunches. Also, like content creator was your thing. And for your thing was sharing the people's coming out stories. Like, that's what actually got you like over the edge. And then to approve it was that. Um, not sharing pictures of like gay guys' butts. I had to like phrase it about the coming out stories. No, remember when you, so this was the funny part. First off, I don't want to dive too deep into my show because that's not what this episode is about to be about. Yeah, but, but we, but when we were casting, um, it took the process took about like, I would say six months. And within that six months, I got maybe like a phone call a week from Mike. We'd be like texting all the time. I'd be like, wow. but this is not, that's like not normal. So for this, uh, for Jeff, I was show, like, there was a lot of steps. Like it was like, yeah. but that's not talking. normal. So for this would be like, Jeff show was almost like it was five people being on their own version of the bachelor. Like that's what that show was, but it was actually more intense. So like normally for a show, the casting process could be like four months. So it depends on when I contact you and then we pitch people. So it depends on which pitch you're into and when you when will match up people. But for Jeff, I had to find all the people from his past. So Jeff was the first person I called for this show, which has never happened before. Like the first person I talked to actually gets on the show. Um, 
but yeah, then I had to find all the people from Jeff's past and make this full show and make the one, find people from Jeff's past who Jeff will hopefully like, and that they will, like, they will hopefully like Jeff, which most people were like very into it. Um, okay, that's nice to know. Some people were not. <laughs> I feel like I would love to like have a one-on-one with you one day. And like hear the people who said like, fuck no, I would never want to see Jeff or go on this date with Jeff. Yeah, and my, like, my favorite response was like, so happy for Jeff. I can never seriously date someone who only eats chicken nuggets. I'm like, that's a fair response. Like, I get that, I get that. Someone said I, that? Yes, I had I, someone, some people have ghosted me that were your people. It's also, what was this too? I was trying to find like different people. So I didn't want everyone to be from New York City. Not everybody should look exactly the same. And that was great for you. So you don't have like a specific type. People for that didn't work for this show. Mm. Like if your type was like all the same exact thing, it was like, I only like like buff white guys that are the exact type. We can't have a show that's all the same person and we can't have them all be from in New York City. That's why Claude was so important. So I was like, I hope they love. And Claude's was my, one of my favorite stories. But unless like these 17 these are the 17 people who watch this show. I don't know. I don't know where we're <laughs> okay. So basically what you're saying is, is there's not a general casting process. Yeah. Well, let me go back. So casting changes for every, every show. The most important thing I would say is if you want to be on TV, have a public Instagram. So if you have a private Instagram, so we can just see who your personality, like who you are, be yourself. Like if you're not right for the certain show, you're not right. And you can't, change that but then there could be something else like Jeff there was other shows that Jeff I think auditioned for or considered for that just weren't right but then this one came and it was right and I have Jeff on my list I have a girl Taylor right now on are you the one she's auditioned with me for like four or five shows I've always said I'm like I think you're great like look this and some people get burnout and I get that so that can be a lot of things but like if we keep reaching out to you that that doesn't mean we just want to interview you again it's like you're good and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. One could be, we already have six people in the cast from Florida. Like, we can't cast you. Could we yeah. already have that? Or like, we already have this and this and this type. We can't have a whole cast from this. Like, I just did a show where they were like, we've had enough people from the coast. We need people from like Montana. Like, you know, or we have too many people who are in relationship. We want people who are single. Or we have too many people are this, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I think have a public Instagram apply to shows that you like reach out to us on instagram like we do like that when we're talking about shows we want to actually reply to people um and do the show that fits you like i have a lot of people who reach out to me for certain things like you need like i would be great for this show like they've never had a lesbian but it's a straight dating show i'm like yes it's like i want to put you on a show and i i advocate for gay people on shows so hard like this is a lot of what i try to do but if the show is like the bachelor and you're like a lesbian like you're not gonna like him he's not gonna like you the show doesn't work you know what i mean like if you hate the outdoors like you're probably not gonna go on survivor if you can't sing you're not gonna do american idol like it's maybe that those- should be a new show that comes out put a whole bunch of not outdoorsy people on survivor and see who survives oh i like i i have a concept for this show okay. but it's all gay people and like call me yeah well you've already done a show but sometimes people can do shows. There's also some people who want to do like a thousand shows. There's this girl we had on Are You the One? She's now on her third, <laughs> her third dating show on Netflix. Mm. Uh, all right, good for you, girl. So listen, you yeah. can find love as many times as you want. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Or you can have a plethora of options from your past. <laughs> Which all failed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you never know. You can come back. Um, okay, so you obviously said you name dropped like every network <clears throat> possible that you've worked with in the course of this 10 minutes. But like, what would you say is like the most fun network that you've worked with? Um, honestly, it depends. So casting for these shows is weird. Usually there's a, a casting team that's sometimes a casting company. Then we'll work for a production company and then they might sell the show to a network. So sometimes I don't even have contact with that. Other times I will work straight for the network. Um, I mean, I like shows where people actually can like watch them and see them, which means Netflix is great. (laughs) That's what's crazy though, is like Netflix. I mean, I don't want to like talk shit, you know, but like. Right. 
I feel like Netflix, Netflix does a phenomenal job from the marketing aspect. Yeah. Just like, I don't know, just like even casting and that's not throwing like shade on you or anything, but the people they get, they, they are interesting storylines that like I do want to watch yeah. in any capacity, whether that's like, I want to watch them find love, compete in some stupid shit, right. whatever. And also they just have that, when you turn on your TV, like, and now it's changing, but no one turns on their TV and is like, let's check out Peacock. Like yeah. <laughs> maybe they will soon, but that's not like, the number one thing you turn on your tv you turn on netflix like i literally turned on netflix one day and it was two girls i cast on love island for cbs three freaking years ago talking to each other and i was like did i click the wrong thing like what the hell is this but they bought the franchise and then it was like in the top 10 i'm like i cast this show years ago but like people didn't maybe watch it on cbs because cbs's demo is older and that's why they bought love island originally but our people, our Americans going to have the attention span, no shade to America, but like, like the format of TV is different. Love Island is five nights a week, an hour, five That's nights a week. Much. Yeah, it's a lot of time. So like it didn't work. Now it's on Peacock. So it's interesting, but the streaming part's different. In the UK, that show would be live, not live, but almost live. So like if they eliminate the brunette girl, they can fly in another brunette girl from the UK and she'll be in Spain in three hours. They can put her on the show the next day. That's Whereas cool. like we were filming in Fiji and they decided to get the rainy side of the island. So all my girls who did their hair perfect where their hair was getting messed up and it like sucked. And it was, so it was not, and also flying somebody to Fiji from Massachusetts. is yeah. not the same. So that was like a hot mess. Also for a show, you should just have a valid passport if you really want to be on a show. And have it actually valid because so many shows will film abroad or there's a potential like your show was almost abroad. I probably, I was totally fine with Malibu. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you lived in, a, you were paid to live in a mansion in Malibu to have like suitors lined up at your door that I found yeah. for you. So I don't think you had a bad time. <laughs> Definitely wasn't a bad time. Wait, I want to go back to one thing you said though, because you were yeah. talking a little bit about age. What would you say is like, and I know each show has like their own demo and stuff. Yeah. But what, like, what's a prime age to try to start like pitching yourself to get on like a reality TV show and kind of like get in the. So it's not necessarily pitching yourself. I think just having things like ready to go if it happens and ready to apply and put yourself out there. Have your story. So if somebody asks you thirty seconds who you are, like, hey, I'm Mike. I live in LA. Like, I. I work in TV. Also, if you work in TV, it's probably like going to be harder just because of where you work. But, and I do this and I'm in, I'm in the gay men's chorus and I love to do this, 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 and I, whatever this, my dream is this, like have your story together. Um, but like usually people on shows are in their twenties or thirties. Look at the show. If the show already exists or if they're comparing it to a show, look at what that age is. Like if you're 50, like Love Island's probably not your show, but then there's another show for you. Also, if you're 21, and you're a guy, if you're a straight guy, which probably not, I don't know what your audience is, but this is not this. Straight. <laughs> you're a straight guy who's 21, and then you're going on a show where the minimum age is 21. Most of those girls are going to be above 21. And like American stereotypes, a lot of girls don't like to date guys that are that much younger. You're going to be competing against guys who are 28. So your best time to be on the show might be when you're 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. Like, so it's all those things, but also you can audition multiple times. And that's like, you've done that. Like, not, you didn't audition a lot, but I've had people who've gone on a lot and gotten on shows. So like you also <laughs> start young is fine, but then shows go into their 30s. So it really depends. And some shows is even older. So it really depends on the show, which is not like a great answer, but that's like- No, I mean, it's like, like, obviously like if, like it's also depends on who the lead person is. You know what I mean? Like me going on a show, I, we talked many, many times about like, what I was looking for and like what my type was and you kind of went out there and found who you found. And so like, if I all of a sudden said like, oh my God, I would never date someone younger than me. I preferred older men. You would have then had to start casting for like what I yeah. was looking for. You know what I mean? So and like- it, it also depends. Like Nick, now there's a show like Out TV has like the gay show, which I'm sure you've seen, like, which is like younger guys and daddies. Like for the show, if your type was like only guys in their fifties, like you probably wouldn't have been our lead person. You, like, so it depends on did you cast that show? What the fuck is that show? No, I wish I cast that show. They're doing a season two and I'm like, you guys should call me. But I also think daddies don't exactly look like they would go with, not no shade, but like they're 
some of the guys are like the most fit guys out there. Yeah. That are the younger guys. But but a show like that, like and now there's that the mom date. So there's a lot of crazy dating shows. So there'll always be something that can fit in your age, but it's also what you what you want and like to do. And if you're open about that, like if you don't like to talk about dating to your friends and stuff, like you're probably not gonna want to do it with the camera in front of you. The camera <laughs> thing is the camera that. thing is different. Like you probably know, like you get used to it and it's just like living. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And that's what's different from reality TV now is people know we're back in the day. And this is where you see this kind of happening now where people say there's less drama, not on a show like a housewife show, but on a show like this or like a drag race because people are hyper aware. So you have to kind of let that go and do the experience. Also know that like Twitter is like somebody talking on their couch. So that's not like, that's not like they hate you personally. Um, well, I'll also say that there's less drama on these TV shows because I feel like, okay, I'm going to go back to an iconic time. Not sure if you have binged, but like the, I love New York charm school. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that era of television, there were no rules involved with like how much alcohol you can consume. And like, yeah. there was no like cancel culture back then or like anything like that. So like people would just get fucking wasted there was no what was the worst thing that happened somebody fucking tweeted something about you back then like nobody cared like everybody was just so authentic in themselves and now I feel like everything is just so like tailored and kind of like like when I was filming I don't even know if you know this I could only have two drinks an hour so like which for you is not a lot (laughs) it's nothing so like I had to learn when I wanted to like get fucked up I would like wait until like 9.55, rip two tequila shots. And then I would look at my producer and be like, oh, it's now 10. And then I would rip like another two tequila shots. So then I would have like four shots in 10 minutes. So then it was like, mm, like, and I'd be good. Yeah. And that's also, it depends on the show. Like for example, are you the one on M- when it was on MTV for our, for the uh, like bisexual sexually fluid season, they didn't have drink limits to that point, like at all. But then Love Island was two drinks a day, which for like a girl is different than a bodybuilding model man who's 6'2", compared to a girl who's 5'4". It's just a different thing. Um, and that's why I think Love Island in the USA, people were like, well, wait, it's not like as intense as the UK one. Or like this could be one of the reasons why, because it was on CBS. That's so like a CBS rule that they had. But then MTV was not, and that's if you watch Are You The One, a lot happens like in normal party where people are drinking normally. I mean, are you the one season eight is like, like a lot, like there is a, I think there's like a five some that happens. The, see, I, that's so fun. Like, why did I not have that experience? Well, you didn't have five people that could have at the same time, but yeah, but it depends. So it really depends on the show and the network and what they want to do. And Amazon, for example, I don't think they have an exactly code yet. They're still kind of figuring out if they even want to do unscripted TV. Um, which I ran into Betty who <laughs> I ran into Betty who had this Spotify event <laughs> and I was like, you have no idea who I am. But like I cast the one that got away, like, and I cast Jeff and all his people. And she's like, Oh my God, shut up. <laughs> I'm like, yes. And I'm like, it's like a music panel about like, uh, like LGBT people in music. So we're like whispering off to the side. Um, she probably loved it. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, like if it depends on advertising and the network and like, if, if this show was on Netflix, it would have been like different. It's not like the show did bad. I have a lot of people who, I ran into somebody on the street. I was out with this guy and he was like really drunk and wanted to talk to everybody on the street. And I'm like, oh my God, no, like we're just trying to go somewhere. But you talk to these people and then start talking about what my job is in the show I cast. And she's like, oh my God, I just watched, I'm on this episode. I was like, what? Um, Cause like people say that straight people, like straight women would talk about Love Island. People talk about Too Hot to Handle. Um, but this show, because it's on Amazon, it's just a different thing. But I will say everything I got from that show is fucking women. Like, yeah, it's all the girls like that. It's just the girls are girls will always be the biggest fans of like whatever it is that they're into. Right. Well, and your show is different, too, because you were the which was aspects I liked is you were the gay storyline in a show <laughs> with mostly with everyone else was straight. Yeah. 
Did you ever want to be on TV? Matt, you're pivoting. Um, no. <laughs> well, no, I would be on, I would be on some shows, but I do like a dating show. No, not that I don't like them and I would do the right one. One, it's weird for me to be on TV now because I, I work in it so much, but that doesn't also mean you know everything. I'm not on set. So I see everything before it happens. And you were for, you did Love Island. A little bit for on location for Love Island in Hawaii. Um, but not like, not really on the set. I was like before things happened, like wow. in your hotel in like Malibu, like that kind of thing. That was wild. That was one weird thing that they like literally search your bags before you're allowed in the house for like drugs, weapons. Yeah. It's like, obviously I guess partially grateful for it, but like when they were like digging through all my fucking like nicely packed clothes, I was like, bitch, like, <laughs> can I just do this at this point? Like we shake it out. Like I was like, what is this? Like, yeah, that's the thing with also with just liabilities for sure. So one, everybody who's on TV will do a background check. If you have a DUI I, or something I like that, mine, fine. it was not great. But it's not like, unless it's really for something to keep everyone else in the cast safe. So it's also a good thing to know on a show, like you're not going to get beat up. That's why when, if you see some very dramatic shows, which might even be somewhat scripted, like go on, hit me. They really want to get hit because if you, if they hit you, that person is most likely, unless it is something very extreme, like Jersey Shore, they're already stars. The show is them, you know? But if it's not that, that person's getting kicked off the show. They want them gone. So they really want them to actually like hit them. So that's like a thing in the contract. So that's a thing. And then you also go through a psych check, which is to see, is this person like mentally prepared for this show, for this experience, for what might happen after? Because now the thing that's different now is before you didn't have a cell phone. Now people have cell phones, they're used to stuff. Like if people talk about, everybody watches Drag Race. Like, oh, this queen is cracking. It's like, they don't have their normal support system that you would. You don't have your friend who goes with you to all your drag shows. Like you don't have your person you always text or call. Same thing with dating shows. You don't have those people. That's why the friendships in these houses become strong because you're talking to them. You're not talking to your other best friends. Like well, until they come in for like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you're not- A competition not- show would be dope though. A what? Like a competition show, like a- some type of competition show I feel like would be so fun. Oh, yeah. It also depends on what the competition is. And like, I just did one of those and it was hard to describe it without describing other um, shows. But like I, the mole on Netflix, I love. And yeah, that was fun. fun. But that was like, did you ever watch it back in the day, the mole? No, with Anderson Cooper. I've like seen clips of it. That was so good. I mean, what I want to happen in America now is... um. Physical 100, which is the Korean show on Netflix. I was into I that. Great. Um, there's a show called, there's an amazing, there's a lot of really good Spanish shows. There's one called Love Never Lies, where um, <laughs> they have couples who like are kind of on the rocks. They're either going to go for it and like be very serious and like probably get engaged or get married or break up. They're like on Isn't that. Isn't that what the ultimatum was? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that. Okay. But, but they have this amazing thing where then they separate the houses and they have and they had a gay couple on, which is great. And they the one guy's like, he flirts with too many people on Instagram. Uh, like, and um, I think that's a true storyline. And they bring in the guy that was flirting with him on Instagram, but they separated them. So now the couples are in different houses. And then the host comes on and she's this amazing Spanish lady. Then she shows the other person the clip of them. And she's like, that was just, that was just like the normal subscription. If you want the premium, you can spend like 5,000 euros out of the prize pot. So then they keep spending all their money. Oh my to watch God. What they're like, what their boyfriend is doing in the other house. That show's great. Um, and that's what a lot of things now, everything is so international where people will buy the franchises from other countries. I, mean, I think international, I, there's a lot of people who like are super against. I have so many friends who are like, I can't watch a dubbed show. I can't watch subtitles, yeah. whatever, but like, they make good shows. Like I'm into them. Plus like, I usually find like the people are hotter, <laughs> like <laughs> elite, for example, even though that's not like a reality show, but just like the yeah. people casted on that show are like, Mwah. well, there's so many Spanish and a lot of them will be ahead of the, ahead of the game with some representation stuff. Like there's also another Spanish show that they think, they think 
they're on like a big brother and it's being the first live stream show for Netflix. It's not like they're not being live streamed. And they, they actually pretend like they're still in the casting process in the beginning. And it's like a trial. So they don't think that they're actually being filmed. So they try to see if they'll act different when they say it's live streamed or when it's not. And it's, uh, it's called the insiders. It's all in Spanish and it's great. Okay, um, I'll have to check that one out. That I would like in the US too, but the thing is people know about it. Like a hard thing with Too Hot to Handle is one of the biggest shows, and one of the metrics you can use for shows that are demographic towards people who use Instagram is like, how many followers do they get like after they're on the show? At least is what I kind of look at. doesn't mean you're going to follow them, but like Too Hot to Handle people will get sometimes a million followers. Like, like because how crazy, that. how crazy is it that like, that's the metric we use? But like, that's the other shitty yeah. thing is that like, that's kind of like why people even go on to begin with. They're like, how often? That's the thing too. And that is not, a, people will tell me, one, people will be like, I'll be like so good for the show because I'll be good for ratings. And I'm like, well, you're very boring on this phone call. What are you going to do for ratings? And one, two, ratings don't matter for me. Like I'm, I'm getting paid to develop the show. Like I've had so many shows that don't make it to air. It doesn't, Ratings don't matter to me so much. If the show gets picked up again, great. And I can do another season. Or Love Island gets picked up again. It's on another company, some other casting company. So like, doesn't necessarily matter to me. But oh, it'd be great for my business. Like, yes, I, I know you have a protein like brand, but that can't be your only reason to be on. And also it doesn't mean it's going to be super good for it either. Like, but other girls, great. Or they do stuff afterwards. Like my girl, Elizabeth from Love Island, like she is like a jeans, like, uh, like influencer now. I have one guy who's an influencer. He literally has a half million followers um, from Are You The One? And he's like a hair guy. But when he auditioned, they didn't like his hair. This is besides you, because I fought really hard to get you on the show, which is like a lot of stories, which we've talked about. But um, this guy I had auditioning, he was in the panhandle of Florida. His name is Jonathan. Jonathan Monroe on, um, on Instagram. And he's like an amazing, like, hair guy like and he's really popular because he does all this natural hair stuff but he has long hair and the hurricane just hit florida so like his internet access was not good so my producers when we used to be in office way before the pandemic and she's like their connection was bad like this guy's hair was crazy and everywhere she's like this no and i'm like we need to like reschedule and try again and but he also worked at a bank he was a bank teller with like hippie hair who lived in the panhandle of florida who's bisexual. I'm like, this guy is like so perfect and he great personality. Son knows we had to keep rescheduling. So he had to drive to his grandma's house through the other part of town, which wasn't fully hit by this hurricane. Did the interview and she's like, he's fine, I guess. But the hair, he looks like, um, what is the thing where the hair is all like the Da Vinci thing? That's what his hair looked like. It was just like out. the what? The, you know, the Da Vinci thing where it's like all around said. Like the, the, the like circle thing? Yeah, yeah. It was just like out everywhere. Like it looked crazy. Um, but then I'm like, like, look, make me a home tape. So like film you around like doing your normal stuff, who you are, and then wear your hair in like a, a ponytail or a bun. And then they did that. And then MTV loved him. And like, I produced him a lot to make it work. And then he got on the show. Um, and also too, that was when MTV at first was like, we only want people who are 50% bisexual. So we had to push them on that. So a lot of time it's also me and casting team pushing, like people, people will comment, the casting team should do this. Casting people should do this. And the casting team is not everything. Yeah. That's what I mean, you were pretty much a lot though. But we do, but we're we're one thing and then everything is approved by the producers and the network. Yeah. We are we are filling what they what we think will work for what they ask for, but like we can't totally change the show. But we can push them in the right direction. So like for that, I pushed them. First, they wanted this season of the sexually fluid are you the one? for everybody to look exactly like the straight season and just everybody be bisexual. It's like, no, some bi guys are going to be more feminine. Yeah. Some bi women are going to be more masculine. And also we should have people in there who are non-binary and trans. First, they were not open to having a non-binary trans person. So we would just show them people. And this took like five months. I we mean, it takes a long time to find these people, though. No, no, not to find them. But we would find these people who they were like, we're not ready for that. And we're like, we really think this is right for the show. Watch them. So eventually, five months in, after I showed them like 10 different, like amazing trans people who would have been great on the show, they cast someone who was Kai, who ended up being like the breakout star and kind of like player of the show. And like, it was great. And we talked about being trans and like 
like even as a there's like a tea shot on the show in episode one and it was a great storyline and the show was like got a lot of press and like praise from that for the community and it was like that was something that they weren't going to do until we like until we had to convince them but there's so much like we if we only showed them certain options then they would have been like okay no fire this casting team hire somebody else there really like, should be like a gay representative though in like every aspect of like whether that's tv or like in whatever your job is yeah. it's like if you're just a whole bunch of straight people trying to do something without like asking a gay person like is this a good idea then like it's probably not going to go well and and like with um everything too because then you'll see shows i mean like the one that got away was unique but like you don't see many asian leads on shows like this or latina leads like now we're getting people who are black leads in some shows but it's like a lot of times you don't see these diverse casts i mean america's better than other countries like south africa which is like obviously it's like majority black they're love island will have like two black people on it sometimes and you're like what how does that make sense <laughs> yeah so then yeah the same thing with this to have gay people in the room and also to have these kind of conversations and to steer it but then too does it work for this and that was before they did really streaming your demographic might be older than who watches mtv it's like probably high school people with their parents cable yeah so then it's like so that's, I think, part of it, too. And, like, are people going to watch this on streaming? Right. Well, I want to play a fun game with you. Are you ready for it? Are we actually hitting these questions? I feel like I'm just, like, random. No, we're just, like, rolling with it. Like, we're not even, like, we're just, like, shooting. I, I want to look, see if there's but anything part, I should, like. No, this part is just going to be, I'm going to ask you a question, and you just have to, like, one word it. Don't explain it. I mean, it could be more than one word, but we're not diving into conversation about it. So you just, like. Okay. throw out what you throw out there and like it is what it is okay. so my first question is what was the most fun show you casted for your show the one that got away you're such a lying bitch no it was fun because i got to be a nancy drew like i knew everything about your life i hate that so much okay <laughs> who was the biggest nightmare talent wise that you had to speak to for the duration of casting you <laughs> It is not me. I was probably so enjoyable. Okay, no, you were so enjoyable. The hoops that I had to go through for you sometimes, like, well, I mean, like, doing your OnlyFans. <laughs> okay, well, we're not going <laughs> to. Wait, do you not know about that? No, they, like, no. I feel like I've talked about OnlyFans all the time. But, yeah, that was part of the reason why I had to. You're like, why should I do this? And I'm just, like, kind of convincing you to, like, stay along. Yeah. That was also, but also, if you dropped out, bitch, like then that would have put us so far behind because we have to do so much. Work. Yeah, we, I mean, the fun story with you. Well, this would be a tangent again. Well, hold on, quick to you. All I'm gonna say, and we're not gonna dive into this conversation, is okay. if you guys want to know why I couldn't post anything on OnlyFans and why everything on OnlyFans had to get deleted, you could blame Mike Rose because I had to sign a contract, and now my contract is up. So. You're all welcome. But if he didn't delete that stuff, he wouldn't have been on the show. So, and then nice you wouldn't have question. a blue check mark on Instagram. So, you know. Well, now you can buy it for $20, I guess. So, no, that's on Twitter. It's very different. No, Instagram's doing it now too. Well, they launched it in Australia. Oh, well, not here, honey. So, okay. Well, just like when they were like, oh, we're going to launch it in Australia. You can hide your likes. And guess what? It came to America. Oh, I hate hiding likes. All those so stupid bitches are going to have a blue check and I'm going to off myself. <laughs> um, okay. If you personally had to go on a reality show, which one would you pick and why? Um, like a show that already exists. Yeah. Uh, American Idol. Oh, I forgot you're like a little chorus bitch. Because I want to sing for Katy Perry. I can't stand her. I love Katy Perry. What is to love? All the, all the hits. I'm sure you like literally have them downloaded. Okay. Just because somebody might make good music doesn't mean you like them. It's not a might. Maybe. She might have a good voice, but she can't dance. She's a horrible dresser. She can dance. Um, Katy Perry is like camp. Like she's so, her Vegas show is one of the most fun shows ever. Like she's the only, Katy Perry is the only artist to do the Super Bowl to only do number ones. 
every song she does in that is a number one hit. Okay. Her Super Bowl performance, again, was great. Amazing. Her as a person, if I had to go eat chicken fingers across from her, I feel oh like God. I would That is your her. thing. You're not going to have to eat chicken fingers with her. <laughs> the fuck am I going to eat with her? You don't have to eat anything. You're not going to meet her. Like okay. When I meet her before you do, and I'm going to be like, you're a loser, then I'll let you know. That is not, you are not going to call Katy Perry a loser. I will like, I will release all your secrets. No, you better keep that background check hidden. I don't have the background check. This thing, I don't know why people don't go through. That's also what's sad too, is I don't know what like happens. Oh, well, anyways, have you ever hooked up with somebody during the casting process? No, like a casting couch is not a thing. Okay. If you had to pick a career and it wasn't casting, what would you pick? Um, uh, like not an entertainment or something that's you could be an entertainment you just can't do casting i'd probably be a talent manager then but mm. that's like very cutthroat and crazy so maybe not i could see that for you or a tour manager for artists like Katy perry yeah but she doesn't tour yeah i would not run her show in vegas yeah, I mean, what the fuck does she do? That's the best. She has a Vegas. She gets paid twenty million a year to be on American Idol. She's a shoe salesman, and she has a Vegas residency. What do you mean? What does she do? What does she not do? I'm not even Katy Perry's number one stand. Like I like my number one people are Shakira, Demi Lovato, Anita, and BB Rexa. But okay, please, if you're listening to this podcast and you can't stand Katy Perry, please DM me, and I feel like we'll have a new friendship. Who is who is the person that you like? truthfully i feel like my girl that i've like has been my girl since i was like fucking like 10 is just rihanna and so like that's the girl doesn't do music anymore (laughs) i know but like that's like my like number one yeah that makes sense that's like that's like your vibe your vibe wait question for you so if you didn't pick alex who would you have picked oh This was not in the brochure. <laughs> oh, wait, have you hooked up with anyone from that show since filming? That was that wasn't Alex because you guys dated for eighteen months. I am also not going to answer that question. <laughs> I answered every question you said truthfully. Okay, all I'm going to say is that there could have been things that might have happened between me and other people but it wouldn't have worked out because other people might have been in relationships other things were going on and it just wasn't in the cards like someone else was about to be on the show and then they got in a relationship and that happens like often i think i know who you're talking about because i probably also would have hooked up with that kid and i think that kid dm'd me did he happen to live in san diego no, that's the guy who ghosted me. Joey? Nope. Oh, I DM Joey when you came out here as like an extra option. And like he was ready and he just like ghosted me when he was supposed to Zoom. Oh no, Joey, Joey <laughs> would have a heart attack. But I was thinking of somebody else who was like a real estate person. No, I don't think so. There was somebody from, there were two people from like, there was one person from like way back when, then they got like a job and they couldn't do it. There was somebody from your college years um, that that didn't work and didn't do it. There was one person who you were really happy didn't go because. Um, oh, you told me that. Don't you dare. And then um, there was one. I mean, one, I also had the randomly guy in the mix who like went to your high school was also like in Pulse and was like, and he's like a gay advocate person. But then you never knew him. So like the connection was not mm. great. And then. Well, Chicago person is who I was talking about. Did he work at Barry's? Maybe. I don't remember. Hmm. It's this Chicago gay, though. And that was interesting because all your people were like in New York City. Although I don't think Taylor lived in New York City. No, he doesn't. Oh, and then there's other guy, you know, who's in all your like little friend photos. And then there's, um, yeah, what's his name? Kyle. Oh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I 
And then wait, wait, there's somebody else. What happened to, I think you should contact this person. Um, I don't remember what happened. What about like the guy? Like the story. Okay, some people, I don't, I don't think this is going in the podcast, but so for the casting process for Jeff's show, it was after we found somebody. Gonna, really I'm just going to say this. I'm keeping this in right now. So we're going to roll with it. And I'm going to embrace whatever it is that comes out right now. Okay. Well, I was going to say for the casting process for Jeff's show, which was different. We're not just casting people. We're casting Jeff and then his connections. And we need like seven of those people, if not more. So we have to find these people. One, I have to contact them. I find these people three different ways. One is I talk to Jeff's like best friends of now or way back in the day. So I talked to, I talked to Max, love Max. I talked to Lexi, one of your other friends. Um, Did you, you obviously talked to Shanae and Max if they went on, right? Yeah, I talked to Shanae. I thought Lexi would have gone on, but I talked to Shanae because Shanae also really helped because I think Shanae helped with like Anthony. And then Jeff would give me like a list of people and stories as well, but you wouldn't know which ones I'm contacting or whatever. But that was a big part of it. We need the people to be, that's what this is different. You're also helping us. Like if you're not open and honest with us, we're not going to know. But one thing that was different, straight people could talk a lot with parents. Oh, he used to carpool with Susie to soccer practice. Like that doesn't exist for gay people as much unless they were like out at the time. So also too, like the producers really wanted to find the other gay kid on your football team. I'm like, Jeff was the gay person on the football team. There's no other one. Like that's not a thing. So I needed people from your hometown. And then I also talked to your best friend from college. And then your college roommate, I was literally FaceTiming with him when he was like working at Starbucks or something. <laughs> like he's making lattes. And he's like, so you want to know about Perla? And they all call you Perla. Um, to get all the all the options I possibly could, or hopefully two people said one of the same persons. Like he knew about Claude, which mm-hmm. Claude is my great storyline because it's, somebody went to the first gay bar with that's a great gay experience that's like prom for like straight people of like yeah gay experience wise and that was who met him in vegas and great and so claude was great um because i actually met claude at a party after the filming of the show before the show came out like i never met him in person and he's like you didn't tell me there would be straight wild. people on the show and like what he <laughs> I mean, yeah i love claude but then also Anthony, but then they needed a hometown connection, which I'm like, it is harder for gay people. So that's why too, it was like, if we lose Anthony, we were in big trouble because one of the other guys from your hometown that we had like got a job and was like, I like need to, I can't take off a month to like go possibly date Jeff Perla and Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, that's why with Anthony, we were very cautious. Me and my producer, Bethany, were like, okay, we don't want to like, overwhelm him with stuff and then have him drop out because I would and that was my that's my favorite connection because you're both Catholic confirmation boys like what a great connection that a lot of people can relate to um y'all were nice Catholic boys you're still singing in the church darling yeah but I'm singing in the gay men's chorus very different story but (laughs) yeah I'm sure you're still practicing Catholics as well yeah but like but yeah so that was the casting process for that so people fall through or people get boyfriends or they get new jobs so that's like the whole process but it makes it harder for this because we need those connections and all your people can't look the same so that's it was great too when we found like people who were so different like got a diverse roster baby we we had like the best one so yeah, right, well, there, I feel like you and I could go on tangents for hours. Yeah, exactly. But I'm gonna. Wait, what was the question it. you asked for this? I forgot what it was. We were talking about your career. Oh, <laughs> Wait, the most the most important. We talked about what is the most important thing to get on the show. It's really be authentic and like be yourself. Like Jeff is Jeff on that show. If that's what it's gonna be, like you have to be open to everything in the experience, but. That's what, that's what we want at the end of the day. And if you don't work for this show, you could work for the next one or the next one. Like Jeff worked for this show. He would not have worked for the one that got it. I mean, are you the one? Yeah, we we discussed that. I almost had to submit a girlfriend and we were like, me and you talked and I was like, this is, we both knew. I was like, I was like Jeff's, I don't think Jeff is. We both knew. Yeah, we both knew. But you basically answered my question because I was like, how do we wrap this up? And I was like, if somebody wants to get into a reality show or something, 
should they just straight up DM you? No. Okay. <laughs> Wait, well, no, because if if it's, it's like right now I'm casting a show, I don't know when people will listen, if like called International Love, where I'm only casting women in the US who are single, like, and like especially bilingual women for the show as well, because it might be in two languages. So like, you know, if you're a guy right now, like I don't have anything for you. If you're a gay person, I don't have anything for you. Yeah, but yeah, shows are always coming along. I say, yeah, follow me on Instagram at LA. Look out for casting people. Look at what they're casting um, and look at casting companies. If you want to be on a show or something, look at the end. Who is like the company who does the show? It might not be by Netflix. It might be by uh, like Buna Murray Productions or something. Look at them because they're usually the ones creating the shows. Don't LinkedIn people. That's like not going to really work. So don't. Also talk normally. Some people are like, Hello, sir. I would love to be on a television program. It's like, no, like that's not what, why would you talk to me like that? If you talk like weird or like this opportunity would be amazing, that's fine. Like, but don't, some people say things or it sounds like they're auditioning for an opera and it's like, you're not doing that. Or it's not a corporate job interview either. Like if you're auditioning for a show where you're going to be in a tropical paradise in a bathing suit, don't wear a suit and tie. Like it's weird and it's not what it is. Well, also, I remember you told me this all my interviews to be in a color because it makes me look brighter and stand out more other than my natural black outfit. Oh, did I say that? I don't yes. Know. I'm wearing black now. I was going to wear, well, I couldn't wear teal because then I would have blended into everything else. What, in your room? Yeah. In your little ocean fucking paradise right now? <sighs> yeah. Oh my God. You should see my, I have a new palm tree outside. It's so great. Not, it's like a palm leaf, not a tree. I just got a whole bunch of trees too. Oh yeah. In your home. That's a whole nother podcast in itself. Hold yeah, whatever happened to your spinoff with Jackie Cox? That's what I want to know about. <laughs> oh, well. So guys, <laughs> you can. Tweet. I'm going to make you have to edit so much stuff. I'm keeping all of this. You guys can tune in next week for another episode of Gays in the Wild. Michael, it has been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> you as well, Jeffrey. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys.